0: Hi.
1: welcome to truly fabulously monstrous
0: a podcast about true crime and cryptids
1: i'm your host hattie james i am your other host kevin, kevin. hi kevin hi hattie okay so third time is the frickin' charm Or 30th (laughs) time since we've recorded so many, so many times with being too much of a fail. But third episode, third time, charm. We're going to get it this time.
0: All right. It's on my vision board. Vision board. I don't have a vision board. I'll make a vision board.
1: If you see it, it will be reality. We are putting forth, this is going to be a great episode into the universe.
0: Putting it into the universe. I'm meditating. meditating. I have my Headspace app. It's all good.
1: Perfect. I do not have my headspace app, but I have some pretty strong antipsychotic medications in me right now. That so... same deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what the point of this podcast is? Um, every week, uh, I am going to tell Kevin a story, and then on one episode, and Kevin's going to tell me a story. The other episode, um, one week, it will switch off who does which story each week. On Tuesdays, one of us will tell. Uh, the other, a cryptid story. Yep. And on Thursdays, the other one, whoever listened to the Tuesday episode, will tell the other one a true crime story. And since last week, Kevin did the cryptid and I did the true crime, this week, I'm doing the cryptid. Nice. Yes.
0: I'm excited.
1: You should be, because I picked... <laughs> I don't know if what I picked is considered a cryptid, but uh, would you like to explain to our dear listeners what exactly a cryptid is? Sure. Uh,
0: Loose basic definition, a cryptid is a creature, like a mythological creature whose existence can't really be proven or disproven by scientific means.
1: Okay. So I that's kind of that, like a basic definition. I guess based on the basic definition, um, I did pick a cryptid. So, would you like to know what I will be discussing this episode? Yes, yes, life? I would. Please tell, Please tell me. I will be discussing unicorns. <gasps> oh, I'm excited! Unicorns are awesome. And apparently, they have a more rich and deep history than I thought. <laughs> because and they're unicorns. fabulous. They are. So, so they fit right in on this podcast. Exactly. Fabulous creature. Which is a synonym for a monster. Yes, it is. Which is for a crypt- synonym for a cryptid. Um, so, as you know, unicorns nowadays, I mean, you see them, they're super girlish. Um, they have rainbow hair. They fart rainbows. They ride on rainbows. Oh, I've seen a Lisa Frank rainbows, coloring book. They glitter. They're sparkly. They live in this fantasy land filled with fairies, mermaids, and care bears. You know? I've,
0: so, I've seen however, a Lisa Frank coloring book. coloring
1: book. Yes, yes. I think we all have. And I have a five, almost six year old stepdaughter, and I have. Seen far too much. Did you know that there's a slime now? Like, th- there's a you could you buy this and people actually buy this and it's a DIY st- slime kit called Unicorn Poopsies.
0: I thought that and, was a Frappuccino at Starbucks.
1: I don't know, but it's rainbow <laughs> slime. Like, oh, it's unicorn poop. No, it's not. It's rainbow slime. Stop making it gross. Um, we don't tell opinions on this podcast when it comes to politics. And, but I will spew so many opinions on unicorn poop. So many (laughs) nauseating in multiple different ways. It's just bad. I can't, I'm not dealing with unicorn poop. I can't wait till I don't have a five-year-old daughter and I have an older daughter who's like, ah, unicorns are so lame. So I can be like, yes, no more unicorn poop. (laughs) waiting, counting down. I'm guessing it's going to be around 10 years old, four more years. 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 <laughs> Plot twist. She grows up to be one of those girly scene kids where it's like, OMG, I'm so random. Unicorns rock. Just like dinosaurs became the scene kid when we were in high school. Hey, how um, dare you
0: sit there and yell, say accurate statements about my past. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways. Back on Rand. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, the unicorn is – the history of the unicorn is not the modern-day fantasy creature and actually has a deeper history going back thousands of years. Dang. I got a lot of my information from the Encyclopedia Britannica. I also got my information from Wikipedia, I'm not going to lie um it's very hard to find actual information on unicorns and wikipedia had some good information not gonna lie there um and also there was a website called uh gods and monsters which had a good article on unicorns oh yeah, okay
0: i think i've looked at that website for stuff before
1: yes um so yeah. according to the encyclopedia britannica the unicorn could be found in early mesopotamian art as well as in chinese myths Uh, And it can be found throughout European folklore, even in ancient natural history documents. Yeah, natural history. Cool. Cool. All right. But I'm going to start. I tried going chronologically, but every article I saw bounced back and forth. And some articles obviously westernized – are focused on westernized um, unicorn lore because, you know, western websites will – focus on Western events, but I was able to find information on the Chinese um, version of the unicorn, which is called, and I'm probably going to slaughter this. So in China, there was a creature known as the, and I'm probably going to slaughter this. If you know the proper pronunciation to any of the stuff I talk about in the Chinese or later on, lores and writings, please do not hesitate to email us at trulyfabulouslymonstrous at gmail.com and correct me, because I don't want to be that person who mispronounces things and then goes on life thinking that's how it's pronounced.
0: We always appreciate appreciate those corrections, Corrections. as long as you don't yell at us and do them meanly.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, So the spelling is Q-I-L-I-N. It looks like, I think from what I've read, the pronunciation is something like chillin or chillin. Okay. Uh, okay. But the creature can also be found in Japanese lore, and in those in Japan, it goes by uh, Kirin, okay, okay. or Corin, Not quite sure. Uh, but <laughs> this creature, this creature, was referenced as early as the fifth century BCE in the Zuo Zhuan. Uh, other works, such as the Feng Shenbang, uh, state that this creature was very dragon-like, with the head of a dragon, the body of either a tiger, deer, or ox, the tail of an ox, cloven hooves, scales and feathers, and a single antler on the top of its head. Which I think is An antler. I mean, antler. An antler. I've seen huh. sculptures. Huh. It is like a moose antler. <laughs> it's just a freaking antler. Like a reindeer's antler. It's just, just there. Unimoose. <laughs> moose <Unimus. laughs> That's the name of the episode. Unimoose. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Um, The Chilin was said to symbolize wealth and prosperity, and also said to have appeared during the birth, succession, or death of a ruler or sage. Uh, Some works even mention the Emperor Wu of Han captured, how he apparently captured one of these creatures alive in 122 BCE, although some scholars are like, that's not true! (laughs) It's literally like, what wikipedia said is um that yeah anyways uh some scholars have speculated that the origin of this creature can be attributed to the introduction of the giraffe during the ming dynasty as the emperor at this time allegedly proclaimed giraffes to be magical creatures but i really honestly could not find much to back that up except wikipedia
0: i can Um, see that though giraffes are are pretty wild. wild Like, if you saw a giraffe for the first time and you didn't know anything about giraffes, you'd be like, that is an alien. (laughs) It's a (laughs) unimoose! It's a unimoose. I mean, they have weird little horn things.
1: Yeah, little nubbins. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, giraffes are wild. they're
1: (laughs) they're, They're crazy. Um... So, one of the first Western descriptions was done by Greek historian, uh, Stis, uh gonna slaughter it again. C T E S I A S. I think. Theseus.
0: Theseus.
1: Theseus.
0: I know Sisyphus was the guy with the rock and the mountain. And the
1: mountain. <laughs> okay, this is a Greek natural historian.
0: Okay, so not a guy um, with a rock and a mountain. And a
1: mountain. No. Um,. And in 400 BCE, he wrote about this creature. Um, Now, I want to take a moment to note that this guy isn't an epic poet or another author of mythical and fictitious works. He's a historian. Okay. And I say this because it's widely believed that Grecian society thought unicorns were real creatures of natural history. Alexander the Great recorded... um, Mm-hmm. An a encounter he had with one in India. I'm fairly certain from reading the description it was a rhinoceros.
0: I can see how that would be a thing, because they're pretty wild looking, and they're giant animals with one horn. So... Yeah,
1: so... well the thing is, like, and again, I can't remember the source, because I didn't write it down, but allegedly what he had said was that he saw a giant creature as big as a uh, bison, some some type of big animal, but with the feet and skin of an elephant and one singular horn in the middle. So That's I'm a rhinoceros. rhinoceros <laughs> I'm calling rhinoceros on that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree.
1: But, um, anyways. Uh, he, uh, this Greek historian said that the unicorn was an Indian wild ass. Which really <laughs> a donkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he <laughs> he said that the Indian wild ass was the size of a horse with a white body, purple head and blue eyes. This creature had a cubic long horn in the center of its forehead which is 18 freaking inches, a foot and a half long horn.
0: I think that's a narwhal.
1: Yeah, well narwhals are in the ocean. This was supposed to be like a, a land narwhal. Style. A land nar a unicorn. <laughs> um he said that the... I was say, narwhal's medicinal-
0: horns are massive.
1: Yes. Um, we'll get to that in a minute.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so, this guy went on to say that the horn had medicinal properties, and anyone who drank from the hollowed-out horn would be protected from stomach trouble, epilepsy, and cured from poisons. Uh, and apparently, this animal was fast and very tough to capture. Now, according to the... Uh, Physiologus, which is an ancient Grecian bestiary, the unicorn was strong and a fierce creature that was almost, again, almost impossible to capture. But this text stated that you could capture a unicorn if you threw a virgin in front of it. Um, it went on to explain that if uh, it was a a virgin was presented to the you the unicorn, it would leap into the virgin's lap and begin to suckle on her. At which ah. point. At which point she would lead the creature to the ruler's palace or whatever place um, the king was living in, in order for the beast to be slaughtered for its horn. Now, Aww. this isn't a, this isn't a bestiary. Uh, if they believe the unicorn to be real, something must have existed to give such a description, right? Possibly. Okay.
0: But I have been reading some books about like like doctors and medical practices from that time and they just made stuff up.
1: Alright. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say one thing that I have already covered. Okay. Rhinoceros.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh some scholars believe that the creature being described in um in Grecian history is actually originates from people seeing Indian rhinoceroses, which do not look anything like the previously described creature. So, but they are pretty majestic
0: in their own right. own
1: right. They are, but they definitely aren't a white horse with a purple head, blue eyes, and a cubic long, multicolored horn with No, horns. but
0: some of them now have pink horns. Pink
1: horns. That's beautiful. It's um, big. Be-
0: uh, it's to uh, deter, deter. Pretty sure it's to deter um Poaching. Yep. Um, yeah, it's like they're mixing a thing and like coating their horns with this stuff that doesn't hurt them, but it makes the ivory worthless. So. Yay. And they're fabulous because now they have bright pink horns.
1: Beautiful. Um, I'm gonna go with they saw a rhinoceros somebody wrote about the rhinoceros the game of telephone was played and everything got wildly out of hand (laughs)
0: that's all very possible possible.
1: okay but uh despite the fact that you know people like oh well yeah it's obviously they saw a rhinoceros then explain why they made an appearance in the bible
0: I mean, I could see it making an appearance in Revelation, because everything else in Revelation is just completely wild and out of control. There's like a multi-headed yeah. lion or something.
1: It's been a while since Catholic school. It, it makes frequent appearances in the Bible in a lot of versions of the Bible, but the actual... They're translating the word rem, which is literally translates into wild ox. Okay. But there, regardless of the translation, it, it's referenced in the Bible and in medieval times. It was commonly used as an allegory for Christianity. Okay. As medieval writers would compare the unicorn's healing horn to the salvation of Christ. And furthermore, they would compare the unicorn's ability to be tamed and its need to suckle the virgins <laughs> – to Christ being born of and suckled by the Virgin Mary, stop saying suckled I can't help it. It's a basic thing that's in this story. There's a lot of <sighs> unicorns and a lot of Jesus baby Jesus is being suckled by virgins and it's just it's what happens you know sometimes sometimes you gotta suckle a virgin, you know
0: there. I'm
1: sorry. But no, That's I right up it there really with the word moist. That, um, you know what? There's nothing wrong with the word suckling. There is ten thousand things wrong with the word moist. <laughs> I will fight you to this. I will die. If we you. ever make, if we ever
0: get to the point where we make merch, I demand that our first shirt just say moist suckling.
1: Ugh, no one would buy hashtag, it. If it says moist.
0: Hashtag suckling.
1: Hashtag never say moist. Always say suckling. <laughs> oh God. Anyways, I still think that the most interesting part of this is that the unicorn's healing horn is an allegory of the salvation of Christ.
0: Kind of like the, um, it's like a metaphor, like, it's a grail metaphor. Because if, if they want to, like, get the unicorn and get its horn, you can then drink out of its horn.
1: Oh, Like, yeah, the grail. That, I, I, yeah, that, I didn't even think of that, and I didn't read anything about that, but that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense.
0: English major. (laughs) (laughs) Find meaning everywhere, even when there is none.
1: Meanwhile, every time I see the word allegory, I think of in Teen Wolf, where it's an allegory for McCarthyism. (laughs) Which was my blog name for a while. It was! I remember that. Yeah. I don't think that unicorns are an allegory for McCarthyism, though. That's the (laughs) crucible. (laughs)
0: <laughs> anything can be an allegory for mccarthyism if you try hard enough
1: but no um yeah so i just the, the other thing is the biblical version the you got to remember that these translations were not widely accessed until the medieval times okay. right right and that's about when you get these like latin scholars getting getting books from greece and rome Such as Gaius Julius Caesar's accounts of his encounters with unicorns, and Alexander the Great's accounts of his encounters with unicorns, and the Physiologus, which we talked about, and the works of uh, Thesius or whatever his name is that we talked about. Right. So it is a very large possibility that you know these scholars were reading these stories from the past about unicorns. We're like, oh crap, unicorns are real. Oh, this is a good allegory for um for the salvation of Christ and Christ being born of and suckled by the Virgin Mary. New uh... name of the episode, Suckled Unimoose.
0: <laughs>
1: you can't stop me. I control the episodes. <laughs> I am the god of this podcast.
0: You can name them whatever you want. You're editing them.
1: I could literally name them Hattie Rules 1, Hattie Rules Episode 2. I could just change the name you of the You could. I mean, I wouldn't stop you. <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but, um, no. And it makes sense, given the fact that both the Grecian and the biblical versions of the unicorn show that the creature symbolizes purity, honesty, chasteness, which I thought was the same as purity, but apparently they're different, and grace. Uh-oh.
0: I thought they were the same, too.
1: Well, every article I saw listed off, like, two different ones, but I don't know. Maybe there's a difference between, because you can be pure, but then you can be made unpure, but if you're chaste, you don't lose your purity.
0: Huh.
1: Maybe that's what, I don't know.
0: I'm I'm looking up the definition of the word chaste. Abstaining from extramarital or from all sexual intercourse... Synonyms, virginal, intact, maidenly, unmarried, unwed.
1: But not pure.
0: No. No. So the definition of pure is just free of any contaminant. contaminant. Synonyms, clean, clear, clear, fresh, fresh, sparkling, sparkling, unpolluted, unpolluted, untainted. untainted.
1: Tainted! (laughs) That's a weird word. That's a word I don't like. I do not like the word taint.
0: Uh, it, has it has multiple meanings.
1: Yes, and I don't like either. <laughs> Taint. Complete side tangent. Only because I just had to look at my phone. Did I ever show you my lock screen on my phone? Um, not recently. Um, not recently, it is okay. You know that I don't know. I don't know who to give credit to it for. I'm going to be completely honest. I found it on Tumblr. It's a, it's that that illustration of the swimmer and then the small shark is going up to eat the swimmer, and then the big shark is going up to eat the small shark. Yeah. yeah. And by the swimmer, it says uh, French peasants. Uh, by the shark, it says French nobility, and then the large shark, it says French peasants with a guillotine. Ah! Oh, I love that! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and given the fact that I'm going to be talking about um, about French uh, lore in a second, I um, I'm gonna say that that's a um, that good was segue, them. yeah. Because uh, they believed, like I said, in the Middle Ages, they believed that unicorns were a legitimate thing, and you know there was the biblical pure allegory of oh, this celeb- this symbolizes purity and virginity and honesty and all the virtues that Christianity needs because unicorns are like Jesus. But then some 13th century. French authors such as Richard de Fourneval decided to give it another meaning.
0: Okay.
1: In France around this time, a very common, I guess I'm just going to use the word allegory because that—that's we're just going to go with it. It's the theme. where people compared um, unicorns to lovers or men, like men lover men, lover boys, (laughs) Um, because the unicorns were attracted to the virgin just as the men, or lovers, were attracted to the feminine purity and grace of their targets.
0: They could smell (laughs) it on them.
1: I can smell it. Remember that uh, person who went to college? Who could? (laughs) Yes,
0: I know exactly what you're gonna say, yes. (laughs)
1: Anyways. Thank you for making me
0: remember that, by the way.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. By this time, though, European folklore had depicted the unicorn not as a goat or a horse with a purple head and multicolored, giant, cubic long horn, but rather it had been simplified to a either white or grey horse. Sometimes it would have a goat beard, (laughs) which I find interesting, um, and then it would have a goat beard. Like what my husband has right now because he has not shaved. <laughs> because he is my goat. Right? Um, I'm dancing on, your bridge, I'm dancing on your bridge, goat man. Yes, and then they'd have the long horn on their head. Uh, and That's pretty much minus the goat beard, how they're depicted today. Also minus the rainbows, which I don't understand. I'm just going to keep saying I do not understand and I cannot find. When I tried looking up you know, the, the meaning of rainbows with unicorns, Right, right. I came across, and I know I talked to you a little bit about it, Kevin. I came across a website called uh, unicornsrule.com, dot yeah. com, which is about a uh, polyamory. Yes. And yeah. the unicorns' place in polyamory, and all that came up is u- rainbows and unicorns, the meaning of rainbows and unicorns in the polyamory culture, which is an interesting read, but not what I was looking for. Honestly, if somebody knows why TF rainbows became associated with unicorns, please feel free to email us at monstrous at gmail.com because I can't find anything besides what it means in polyamory society. And now
0: I really want to know.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> Anyways, though. In humanism, um, unicorns uh, turned into the symbol of purity and a faithful and godly marriage, as well as chastity outside of wedlock. Uh, so pretty much what they originally symbolized, but actually, like, hey, put this into practice in everyday life. Okay. Yeah. So, since unicorns have always been said to contain medicinal properties, as well as fortunous properties, I think that's the word I'm looking for, fortunous. They bring good things and wealth and good luck. (laughs) Prosper and... Um, since they've always been said to contain those two properties, and unicorns were said to be real, they were in very high demand by the ruling class. And by them being in high demand, I mean their horns.
0: Oh, that's unfortunate.
1: (laughs) Especially since a lot of people were able to acquire them. But wait, Hattie, how can they be acquired if there's no actual evidence for unicorns to be real. I thought the reason they were encrypted is there is no scientific proof. You're, You're right. right.
0: You, you put the words put right the in words my mouth. Good.
1: That's a creepy way to word that, but thank you. <laughs> thank you for that, You're Kevin. You're welcome. You see, the demand for unicorn horns opened up a wonderful market, and I'm sure you will love this market, Kevin. Uh, this is a market uh, where people would uh, slaughter rhinoceroses and narwhals, Mostly narwhals, but sometimes rhinoceroses, and pawn their tusks off as unicorn horns and make a pretty penny. I hate it. You hate it? I hate it. Um, I
0: hate I'm
1: going to, Kevin, I'm going to send you a picture, okay? And then I'm going to post this picture to the Instagram when when we upload the episode. The Throne of Denmark, that's the picture I'm going to send you. Okay, okay. Um, the Throne of Denmark... Has a quote-unquote unicorn horn on each side of it, I'm and by unicorn will continue. And by unicorn horn, I mean two very large, pure white narwhal tusks. I sent it to you. Thanks. I hate <laughs> it. Thanks.
0: I hate it. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Um. Oh, that's. Oh, that's. A really, pretty, A really pretty, very well-made, very well-made throne, throne, but now that I know, it, it, has that I know tusks, it has narwhal tusks, I despise it. Yeah. That.
1: It's... It's actually pretty neat. Like, see, seriously, like that hey, seriously, that is very beautifully, beautifully carved. carved. Yeah.
0: How dare you use dare narwhal, you narwhal use horns.
1: You know what? It It happens. <sighs> Uh, it's just it's one of those things where it's like okay well this these bring good fortune and these are great wonderful things so we're just gonna murder slap them, a freaking we're just gonna slap freaking unicorn horns on it yeah. but they were actually narwhal horns because they were played sucker. I was
0: gonna say I, I, how I, can I, something I, bring I, you good fortune, good fortune, fortune if you're fortune murdering it? it. Because like, to be. Like,
1: my guess is because they were so hard to capture and so fierce, and so I think one thing said haughty, um, right. which in right. case anyone doesn't know, definition of haughty is arrogant, superior, and disdainful. So That's me. That's
0: haughty, haughty, H-A-U-G-H-T-Y?
1: Yep. And okay. the definition, okay. if you look it up, is a picture of my face, because I <laughs> am arrogant, superior, and disdainful. Mainly it's the last one. You it's you,
0: you. And we love you, for it it. love
1: you for it. Thank you. Um, but because they were seen to be, like, so superior, so fierce, so impossible to capture, the fact that you acquired the horn from one, symbolizing that you either had the wealth to to buy one, because they were obviously so rare because it was impossible, or that you yourself had captured one, therefore showing that you had... Tamed the untainable and therefore could be an absolute ruler,
0: or that you were a virgin that were and were it was suckling, and like suckling on
1: you. Suckling. Mm, um, but going on to the fact that they were seen to be um, that they seemed to be arrogant, superior, and disdainful, um, which also meant that they would rather die than submit to enslavement. Because of that, naturally, the Scottish adopted the creature as their national animal.
0: Somehow fitting. Um,
1: it is because every source I saw said that um, because of this, the Death Scottish adapted. Into... <laughs> yes, they wished to <laughs> fight and die rather than be conquered by England. Yeah. However, yeah. in 1707, the England and Scottish Union happened.
0: So, that two I, nations... yep, that was the thing
1: yep so the two nations royal arms began to both sport the unicorn as well as the lion because they had to be similar because there's the union so they have to represent both countries or nations or whatever you know right right well i'm sending you two pictures the first picture is of the english coat of arms in which you've got the and i'm going to post these to the instagram um in which you have a the English lion wearing the crown and the Scottish unicorn both holding up the royal coat of arms.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: And then you have the Scottish one. And, and okay, it's very important that the lion is on the left and the unicorn is on the right, showing that the lion is okay. first and has the most importance. Okay? And now right. I send you the right. Scottish one, where okay. not only okay. not only is... The unicorn on the left, signifying (laughs) more, it has most importance, but it is also wearing a crown.
0: It sure is.
1: Yes. And And it
0: has 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 a fancy necklace necklace. chain. Chain. Leash?
1: Leash? Uh, I'm not quite sure.
0: It is definitely wearing a collar and a leash.
1: Chains of oppression, maybe? I don't know. I actually didn't even notice that, so I didn't bother to look into why. Well, because um, I was
0: looking at the thing around its neck almost looked like a second crown, just the way it's designed. And then I was like, oh, there's a, there's a chain on that. That's a, that's
1: a leash. <laughs> I, You're right. Anyways, moving along. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so during the purge of the Highlands or the clearance of the Highlands in Scotland, a lot of Scottish folk had, um, fled and settled in the region that's now called Nova Scotia. Yep. yep. So because of the true Scottish roots that a lot of Nova Scotians have, if you look at, I'm going to send you now this the Nova Scotian coat of arms, um, and you'll see that the exact same unicorn on the Scottish coat of arms is is there bearing the um uh like right and the left wearing the crown with yeah, and I see yeah. you're right the the weird chains and collar thing but yeah well maybe he's into that,
0: he's, into that.
1: Mm. <laughs> he's supposed to be chased and pure and virginal <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's a good little uh they're heralding their Scottish roots in that. Uh oh, okay. which shows that um that obviously due to expansion and colonial colonialism and all that other fun malarkey uh that the myth of the unicorn then spread out of Europe and into quote-unquote, the new world, which, you know, fast-forward to modern day, we now have unicorns as a big part of pop culture. Yep. Mainly with children. Yep. So, Lisa Frank! But, no, um... Yeah, there's no real way to summarize the... or, like, like, you know, to summarize or conclude the story of the unicorns, because it's not, a like, a set-in-stone, isolated... To a region such as last week's El Chupacabra, it's honestly a um, it's honestly a creature, a cryptid that has transcended both time and, I guess, worldly space. As in, it has it's interregional.
0: That's very cool. I love it when stories do that.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's like I like I said. I guess to summarize, you have it in it's found in uh, unicorns or unicorn like creatures with usually the same symbolism are found in Asia they're found in ancient um, like ancient Middle Eastern ancient Greece, Grecian biblical European medieval and now modern day pop culture
0: like wars of
1: all these times and um, yeah that's the story of the unicorn.
0: I love it
1: yep I got the idea after having to listen to my step baby talking about unicorns all the time (laughs) Find the know, inspiration everything.
0: where it comes.
1: So, uh, should we tell people where to find us?
0: Yeah, let's tell people where to find us. Uh, I'll, I'll Twitter. Uh, we have a Twitter at tfabmonsterpod. Right? Was that right? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I don't have it up in front of me, so I just had a moment of panic. I'm like, was that right? Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> yep. And- <laughs> We also have an Instagram, which is truly fabulously monstrous. And that's the same as our Gmail, truly monstrous at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to get your stories. Your, hey, my saw a unicorn in my backyard. Hey, a unicorn impaled my cousin, <laughs> like in that episode of Supernatural. Or, um, in or in that
0: cabin in the woods movie. movie.
1: Any, uh, anyway, um, if you've been, your loved one has been stabbed by a unicorn, <laughs> act now. Email us at, at com and try to get a settlement today. <laughs> 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 we live in America. That's what you do, right? <laughs>
0: that's yep. It's the American way. Sue that unicorn.
1: Yes, yeah, sue the unicorn. So this has been fun. <laughs>
0: This has been our cryptid episode. So.
1: This has been our cryptid episode. And tune in on Thursday, this Thursday, two days from when this is being uploaded, for Kevin telling us about their true crime. It's It is, a, it is definitely, a doozy. definitely a doozy. It's a fun doozy, though, and that's what I like.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: So definitely uh, tune in next time.
0: We'll be there, and we hope you will, too.
1: Will, too. Bye. Bye. Bye.